0: Good morning! Hey! <laughs> how's it going? Good, how's it going? Good! Got our coffee this morning.
1: Heck yeah. We're
0: ready to hunker down and talk murder.
1: Yeah. Guess what month it is.
0: It's April. Your book comes out! My book gets released this month, I know! Gosh, it's been such a long process. Yeah. I'm excited about it though. I'm excited too.
1: Excited for it to get out and people will be able to yeah. read it. I've read it because I'm important. like that. (laughs) So I've already read the book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. I'm good. I'm excited.
1: I'm excited for everybody else to read it. Yeah. How's book two coming?
0: Oh, so I started book two. Um, book two is called, um, sister system failure. Um, the throwaway kids. It's, uh, it's a hard book to write. It's, it's, um, it's slow. I got the first chapter done. I've started the second chapter, um, but it's it's hard. It's yeah. hard, but I'm excited about it also.
1: Yeah, I read the first chapter of that too. and It's very good. Really? You think so? Yeah, I'm excited about that one.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm like a, a nervous writer. I'm always like seeking validation. Maybe it's because I'm a Leo.
1: Well, and I think it's very vulnerable to write.
0: It is. It's
1: also like I found it's very vulnerable to like do the research for these episodes because you're talking about important things. And in your books, you're talking about important things, too. Mm-hmm. And your books have very personal takes on things, which is also very vulnerable. Yeah. So I think that is that
0: is hard. It's hard to put yourself out there like that. And I do not like to read. I love to read. And you read all the time. So um, I think it's because I'm old. Am I, it hurts my eyes. <laughs> I hate that. I'm not old. 23. Oh. <laughs> Not really, but, um, but I don't like to read, and you you do it all the time. So you you I guess are probably more. I don't know, better to read things and be like, mm, no, that kind of sucks. I don't know that you would really say, hey Trace, that sucks, but you would, right? I think I would.
1: <laughs> so I want you to that, be successful. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. So it's exciting. So book one is called IDP, the 13 components to criminal thinking and behavior. It talks about the prison reform program that I wrote and I ran for five years. Um, and it, it outlines that and what that program was and why it was successful. Um, so it'll be, you know, on release day, we'll do an entire episode on it. Um, but, um, but it's exciting. Thanks for bringing that, that up. Is exciting. It's exciting. We've been waiting for this for a very, very long time.
1: Yeah, once it's all released and everything's done, then we'll like we said, we'll do a episode about the program, mm-hmm. as well as where you guys can get it and yeah. read it yourself. And yeah, we're excited.
0: Yeah, prison reform. I, you know, that's a passion of mine. It's a big, yeah. it's bougie. a big to do for me. We've so. talked to
1: that about the bougie prisons.
0: Yeah, we've talked about, about it several times.
1: So she's definitely the one to ask about those things. <laughs> I think the book will. Uh, outlined that pretty well.
0: Yeah, well thanks for bringing that up. Of course. So welcome to um season 1 episode 12. Are yeah, we on 12? We're on episode 12. That's that's <gasps> exciting too. That is exciting. It's moving right along here. Look at us. So I am Tracy. I'm Samantha. This is the suspended sentence. What are we talking about today?
1: Well, we're going back to 1870 when you were born.
0: 1870 when I was born. Shots fired. <laughs> That's awesome. We are going to be talking about the bloody benders today. <laughs> that is awesome. You you start with like, oh, you're so awesome. Your book dug you. We have
1: to keep you humble.
0: Right. <laughs> you do well at that. Got to keep you humble. Oh, I was not born in 1870.
1: <laughs> I think you would be dead if you were born in 1870. <laughs> or you're like miraculous.
0: Right. Going off of biblical years or something. <laughs> I'm sorry, what are we talking? So about? we
1: were talking about the Bloody Benders
0: today. Oh, no. Okay.
1: Dun, dun, dun. So in 1870, a family also known as the Benders moved to Kansas to follow the spiritualistic re- religion. Do you know what that is?
0: Spiritualistic religion.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's, that's
0: funny, not funny, but cuz I just said biblical years with my age and yep. now we're talking about except spiritualists aren't biblical. Oh, okay. So spiritualist religion,
1: that was during the peak of like when mediums were coming out and people saying that they can like speak to the dead. Okay. Um, so lots of mediums. Mediums were popping up everywhere during like uh, like, circuses and fairs and stuff around the United States. Uh this is, you know, after the Civil War, so people were wanting to connect with their loved ones. So it was kinda eighteen
0: seventy and they didn't get hung for it? No. Wow. After the war, it was very,
1: people wanted to talk to their family members. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a perfect opportunity for people to come out and be like, look at this talent I've got. Okay. So they were members of this religion. And uh, in Kansas, there was a community that had, which is now called Cherryville is the town that it's currently named. But this was a community of spiritualists.
0: So they had followed spirit spiritualists being mediums,
1: mediums people that believed in that that like practiced psychic psychics mediums. Okay. Uh. Kind of the beginning of like tarot card readings, things like that. Oh, okay. So, followed the community there to Kansas. Uh, the family consisted of the father John Bender Senior, his wife Elvira, which is a very uh, oh, that's cool mediumship name. Yeah, that's a cool name. <laughs> Her son John Jr. and their daughter Kate. So there is speculation that we're not a hundred percent sure if John Jr. and Kate were actually brother sister or if they were husband and wife. What? Yeah. So some people say that they were married. Some people say that they were brother sister. We don't really know. Okay. It was the eighteen seventies. Okay. Who really knows? So the Benders, John and John Senior and Elvira are usually known as Ma and Pa Bender. Okay. And they spoke mostly German. Uh, so they didn't speak very good English. They spoke German while the kids uh, spoke English.
0: The kids are the ones that they're saying, we don't know if they're brother they're or their sister, sister or husband and wife. So yes. they weren't like kid kids? No, or? so they're adults that just live with their parents. Okay. Which isn't that
1: super uncommon no. back in that time. A lot of people's families in the...
0: Well, it's becoming more and more common now, now, too, because of the cost of living and the housing crisis. Yes. So, but but when you say kids, I think six, seven years old, but nope. no, teenagers. that's not... teenagers. Okay. Yeah. Teenagers. I, well, adults. Who knows? Because Who knows,
1: right? Okay. So, but adults. And also, you have to think 1870s. They may have been 17. They may have been 30. Okay. They called kids kids. You know, they were the, they were the kids. Okay. And adults got buried at like 15 14 yeah. years old back That's true. too. That's true. So uh so they built a house that they used as the general store an inn and their home. And I so showed you some pictures before we started this. Yep. Uh the house is very, very small. Very small. And I've got the dimensions here in a little bit, but uh the house was the store and the inn were at the front of the home and their where they their living space was in the back and it was just separated with a cloth.
0: Mm-hmm like a sheet. Like a sheet. hmm mm-hmm.
1: So, Kate uh, was known as being very tall, beautiful, and very outgoing. So, she stood out to most of the travelers that came through to the inn because she was beautiful. Uh, she also was one that said that she could communicate with the other side. Okay. So, she tra- Did had a traveling show where she would treat people's illnesses and communicate with their dead loved ones so she, that was her gig. She was healing the sick and telling them about their dead uncles. Okay? So what she was doing. And she was charging a hefty fee for this, but it was a special talent, so she could charge yep. whatever she wanted.
0: So they Well, and how much would you pay to talk to somebody that you loved that you that know, was gone? Yep. Yeah.
1: So they were able to get their own home in the uh, because in the mid-1800s, the United States government was trying to fill land by passing the Homestead Act. Okay. This act stated that any adult citizen or any person wishing to be a citizen that had not bore arms against the United States government could claim 160 acres of government land. The terms of this were that you had to improve the land that you were given by building a house and farming the land. Okay. The government said that after five years of working the land, that you could receive the land's title. So, moving on, building your house, mm-hmm. farming it for five years, so that you received the title to that land. If you did not want to wait five years, you could receive the land's title within six months if you paid a dollar twenty-five per acre for the land. Oh wow! So, if you wanted to buy it, you could have it within six months, or you could just go out there and work your land for for five mm-hmm. years and receive the title. Okay. So that's how the benders. Um, Gosh, I wish they did that now. Seriously. So this is how the Bender family received this land. And there's some statistics. The Homestead Act was a great program. Mm -hmm. It was a good way to get people to farm and be self-sufficient and grow the country. But a lot of that, it was a great deal for like railroads and big, big company, farming companies to just suck up a bunch of land, which isn't what the purpose of that was. So I believe it's only like 10% of the actual land that the government gave out actually went to people that wanted to homestead. Oh, really? Which is unfortunate. So their entire house was only 16 by 24 feet.
0: Oh my gosh. And like
1: we said, it was an inn, a grocery store,
0: and and their their home. 16 by 24. Yeah. that's Holy cow. That's
1: like the size of this room.
0: That is one of the stalls out on my land for the sheep.
1: Yeah, so it's small.
0: For three sheep. Yeah. Whoa. And
1: a family of four. And then the inn wasn't obviously very big. It was like a bed where like a couple or a single traveler could come through and just stay.
0: Oh my gosh. So the location was really, really All good. separated by nothing more than a sheet. By a sheet.
1: Yeah. Ah. So the entire house, or the house was a great location for what they, um, for their store and the inn because it was a very traveled trail. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also a very dangerous trail, not because of the, not just because of this family, but because there was thieves, Indians, sickness, and so on. That travelers so that travelers would just go missing all the time from the trail. I mean, it's the 1870s. Sure, people disappeared mm-hmm. trekking to other places all the time. So by eighteen seventy three, citizens in their communi- community started to get nervous because an unusual amount of people started disappearing along the trail. So more than usual. How long, s-
0: how long was the trail? Does it? Do you know?
1: I don't know. I believe it was the Santa Fe, so oh, okay. went right along this trail. So I think the Santa Fe is pretty good.
0: Mhm. So the whole trail or this stretch of the trail, a lot of people started. A going lot there. of
1: people started in this chunk
0: in this, this chunk town. Okay.
1: So people were like, "Okay, that's a little weird. Only so many people can die of like dysentery. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Only so many people can get like swooped up by Indians and disappear. Mhm. It's kind of weird." So, George Lonker was traveling to Iowa with his infant daughter when he disappeared along the stretch. Followed by March of that year, William York, a doctor, also went missing near the Bender house when he was investigating George's disappearance and his daughter. Uh, He was their neighbor, and he was like, that's weird. They said they were going to be home a long time ago. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to look for him. Like, good neighborly, looking out for their own dude. When Dr. York went missing, his brother, who was a general, led an investigation into his disappearance.
0: Mm-hmm. Messed with the wrong
1: person. Yep. So they interviewed the benders, who said that they never knew or saw this man. They said that around the time that Dr. York went missing, that the family had actually been shot at by somebody in the hills, and that it must have been that person causing the disappearance of the doctor. It's like, dude, that's crazy. That day that your brother disappeared, I was shot at as well. That's yeah. wild so now we apparently just have like this wild bandit that's just shooting at people from which could be yeah it's the wild wild west, wild, wild west. <laughs> <laughs> so the town decided that they would be um, searching every home in the community after they had a town meeting which all of the male vendors did attend mm-hmm. so benders show up to the town meeting they're like well we'll solve this like if they went missing in our town we'll just search everyone's houses like we'll find them Dr. York's brother came back to help the search because there um, had been a delay to them being able to search the houses due to weather. So they were like, oh, weather's well, kind of bad. We'll do this in like a week or so. That's kind of <laughs> no, no big thing. So Dr. York's brother comes back. I don't mean to laugh. I'm just
0: like, <laughs> golly. I know. So Dr. York's brother. I love you, but it's going to storm. So it
1: might rain tomorrow. Catch you tomorrow. I, you know, like we don't really have coats. We just have like hide. That's the most like, brother thing them. I've ever heard <laughs> right there. So he comes back to help the search uh, and they show up to the Bender's home to do their search. Where they noticed that many of their animals at the Bender homestead looked like they had been starving and many were dead. Ooh. So clearly their animals aren't being taken care of. So red flag number one. Also their covered wagon was also missing and it was clear that no one was there. Oh. Uh, so, at this point, the vendors had been gone for three weeks. They went to that town meeting, heard that people were going to be searching houses, and they dipped out. They said, all right, bye.
0: Is that what happened, or did they travel for the wife's Well. gig?
1: here you go, though. Okay. So, they enter the house, which they said smelled so bad that literally the air was, like, thick. Ew. <laughs> so, they catch their breath. They're like, oh, good Lord, that is a horrible smell, and start searching the home. The house looked completely normal minus a few things that had been gone and taken like bedding sheets things like that. There's still all the things in the store all mm-hmm. of that's still there. They start looking around and the smell leads them to a trap door under the family kitchen table. No. <sighs> oh. So they open it and find a cellar below that has a thick layer of blood under in it.
0: Okay.
1: Like they say like a thick layer of blood down there. The group got more people to help lift the cabin off of its foundation and move it so they could dig it. Like, how in 1870 is that? Well, we'll just get a group of people to lift the house off the foundation real quick and start digging.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So they start digging. <laughs> they don't find anything down there while digging other than more blood. They search the property and see a field that has clearly recently been plowed. But the um, but there's an area that is uneven. The neighbors say that they, the blenders, were always out plowing their field, which is common. If yeah. you're a good farmer, you're out plowing. But their neighbors were like, "Yeah, but they like plow their field like, and unused like every day. They plow that field like, all the time." Hmm. So the party begins to dig on the uneven field, and the first thing that they find is Doctor York, York in a shallow grave. No. His head had been smashed in, and his throat had been slashed.
0: Slit oh my gosh that
1: night they find seven other bodies in the field and one more the following day with similar causes of death all in all 12 bodies on the menders property um, were found but they say of the amount of missing people that they believe they are believed to have killed at least 21 people in in that home holy cow some of those that have been identified are as followed mr lonker and his infant daughter L.G. Brown, who was supposed to to have $60 on him from trading horses a few miles up the road. W.F. McCurdy, who was on his way to dispute a land claim and had a small amount of money on him. Henry McKinney was on his way to see his sister and had a small amount of money on him. Peter Boyle, um, whose widow identified him by the shirt that he was wearing that she had made for him.
0: Mm.
1: The others have not been identified. The benders buried most of, their seven victim, uh, most of their victims seven feet into the ground. That's deeper than, like, today's burials. Yeah. So, anthropologists believe that they buried more victims much farther down than seven feet. So, they're saying there's probably, to this day, more bodies down there that we just haven't dug that far down that have to be found. So, what would happen... Um, is that somebody would come stay with, come to stay with them at the inn. They would be invited to sit down at the table for a meal, which would put them against the white curtain that separated the home from the store. It is believed that the curtain was white, and this is an important detail because somebody could stand behind it and see the shadow of the person on the other side.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It is believed that the male benders would then be on the other side of the sheet and attack the victim, then drop them into the trap, trap door under the table. Then, the female vendors would be under the house in the, in the cellar, where they would then cut their throat and take, the, and take anything of value from the victim. At this point, they would leave the body under the house until they were able to bury it. These claims were backed up, and these theories, these theories were confirmed by a couple of surviving victims.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Mr. Wetzel had been at the inn, but declined to sit at the table because he had a weird feeling. They insisted that he needed to sit at the table. And he was like, yeah, no, which then made Ma Bender very, very angry and she started throwing things at him. They decided after uh, after the mailbenders would, after they decided that they would be leaving, the mailbenders then came around from behind the curtains and they made their escape. Another traveler, William Pickering, told the exact same story. It is calculated that one traveler had $2,600 on him, another $1,000, another $37, and one with just as little as $0.40. Cents. It is believed that the motive was robbery. Wow. A $500 reward was listed for finding the vendors. Um, they found their wagon just a few miles away from the family land, but to, as, of, as of today, they were never found. Wow, some theories and legends surrounding the Bender family theory one they took a train, and Kate and John Jr. headed to St. Louis to meet Ma and Pa. Many people say they saw Bender women, the Bender women in different parts of the United States, but they would be brought back to Kansas, Kansas, and then be found to not be the Benders. Elvira is rumored to have several husbands before John, all who have died from from head injuries, but that's not confirmed it's just a legend. <laughs> The house was pulled apart by people wanting to take the parts of the house as souvenirs. What? That's sick. (laughs) A set of three hammers are currently a part of the museum in Cherryville, just a few miles from where the home once stood. And a rest area north of Cherryville is now a historical marker that tells tells the tale to the travelers passing by of the vendors.
0: Oh, my God. So they were never found. They just straight were like, They had a ton of money at that time, and they were just out of there.
1: Um, The daughter, the infant daughter, that broke my heart. She's the only one that was not, (laughs) like, hit in the head with a hammer or her throat cut. Yeah. Um, But they buried her alive with her father. Mm -hmm. There is rumors that this is why some people think John Jr. and Kate were married, is they say that Kate had had a baby... That she did kill, but that's not, it's hard to get set in stone.
0: Yeah. It's truth
1: behind that. There's not like birth records and things like that. Wild, oh my right?
0: gosh. That is so disturbing on so many levels. So we say in the criminal justice world all the time law enforcement says it, prosecutors say it, I say it, everybody, I mean, like, it's just, For every time someone gets caught, there's 50 times they didn't get caught. And that's true. I mean, anything that you do, I mean, you get away with it a lot before you get caught doing it right. People even, I mean, people who lie, people who steal, people who drink and drive, people who, I mean, if they found seven bodies in the field, there's probably seven. I mean, you know. Well, that's
1: why, yeah, they're like, there's got to be at least 21 out here.
0: Absolutely. At least, at least. But back then, I mean, you couldn't track things. You couldn't, you know. Whoo! But they said and she was and she was like the medium. Kate she was, said, "Yeah." She she said, or she really was. Like, were know. there any anybody that said that? Oh, she was really good at this. Or no, there wasn't anything know. like that no. that you found. Because man, could you imagine being a medium? All those people coming through and be like, "You ass! <laughs> You're Just hit me in the head with that damn hammer!" <laughs> What's wrong with you? Well, I mean that's gotta be bullshit, right? But but the power if you're if you're good at it, and you know this, I mean I, I tend to believe a little bit in the whole tarot reading oh, stuff. Oh me too, yeah. I believe in that kind of stuff. And I I mean I I kind of I feel like if you are I, you're
1: probably not out whacking people. I engage enough. in
0: this stuff in this stuff. So I'm I mean. thinking but listen, but I've also I've also had conversations with mediums or with psychics or whatever or whatever you want to refer to them as, and I have had conversations with some that are really good and really on point, and others that I'm like, yeah, you're full of shit. Yeah. You know. So if she was full of shit, which I'm sure she was, or she would not have been doing this. Can you imagine the psychological crap that she was telling her husband and these other two? kids that weren't kids that may have been siblings or married or whatever could you imagine well and plus
1: if she really was a medium i'm sorry most people believe in some like karmic oh juju when you're absolutely. believing in that so yeah i don't believe that a true medium is just out there like no murdering a ton of people because no, no. So you'd believe no. in
0: no, they're those living, people coming back for you. <laughs> they're living in line with with karma and doing right by the universe. They're not. They're not behaving like this for sure. Yeah. So we just did an episode a couple a couple of weeks ago or whatever about women killers and me yeah. going on and on and on about women aren't crazy. <laughs> she was crazy. She was insane. Her this, and Katie or Elvira and Katie. This was Katie. Kay, Katie. Whatever. Yeah. Katie. yeah. What a well planned out. Well, I don't want to use the word executed. Well, well planned ordeal there. Well, and they said... Um, oh, were they broke?
1: I think she got 160 acres
0: for free. I mean, well, <laughs> it doesn't sound like they would have been broke. They had their land. They had their store. They had the inn. They had her medium business, which you said that she charged a pretty penny for and she did well in. They
1: had animals. They had so,
0: it doesn't sound like they were hard up for money. Not that it would justify doing that, but that's wild.
1: Yeah. Uh, they said, though, the white sheet is so important, A, for the visual, uh-huh. B, because it was easy to clean. Yeah. Because there was all the things you could use to clean white, and it didn't, you could get it out very well.
0: Right. Flish. Well, you wouldn't think that white would be as easy to clean as another color, but... But again but for, visual purposes, for visual purposes, yeah, you have a light on one side of it. Golly. And in a sixteen by twenty-four, that's small. Tiny. I'll post
1: pictures because it literally shows like the store slash in is like
0: two feet. Right. Right. And and the sheet is literally like it's got a bed in there and the sheet is like at the foot of the bed. Yeah. Like it's there's not a whole lot of room. And my God, somebody's standing behind the sheet. Somebody's sitting at the table. Then the the door and the floor. Somebody opens the door. They just plop them in. That are down there waiting for you. That is some seriously calculated evil right there. Yeah, it's
1: kind of it's not funny, but it is kind of funny if you look up the old news newspaper posts from this time, like. The kitchen
0: of devil horrors. <laughs> like, yeah. The
1: headlines from back then are just...
0: Well, we weren't near as sensitive as we are today. Yeah. I mean, you can say things back then that you absolutely could not get away with saying no. today. No. But the news
1: of rape articles were just like...
0: Well, I mean, this would never have happened in today's day and age.
1: I don't know. We don't know what's happening. In people's. No. We don't there's... know if people's are happening in people's kitchens.
0: Well, that's true, but but not to this extent. Once this again, would don't not, go to
1: people's houses.
0: This would not happen. I mean, we would we would never stay in a place like that. No, I don't know people stay in hostels. I. How many people do you know that have ever stayed in a hostel? I know. personally. I don't how many know. people? I'm probably like two. You know somebody that stayed in a hostel? Probably. But you, don't, you know, I'm mouthing names. Oh, she has? Yeah.
1: When they're out backpacking. People stay in hostels, like, all the time. Not I, Black Fi, I have seen the movie Hostel, and I'm permanently traumatized. Dude, you... From that movie.
0: I don't know why anybody would do that. Because it's,
1: like, $4 for the night. If you're, like, cheap and, like, out of college trying to backpack, people do that stuff all the time. If you can't
0: afford to travel, don't travel. That's how you can afford to travel, because you pay $4 a a night. (laughs) Especially if you're a woman. She does it by herself yeah that's insane i didn't even know that hostels were still a thing
1: yeah and if you like on tiktok all the little teenage like college kids that are out traveling the world right now are just like got my two dollar two dollar and fifty nine cent stay at the hostel tonight
0: oh my god not
1: i not i so it could be happening if you want to permanently traumatize yourself watch the movie hostel you don't ever watch that because you would never be the same <laughs> i'm not the same
0: really the movie is messed up I imagine, though, that security and stuff would be way more than it was back then.
1: I don't know. Usually, hostels are pretty popular in, like, other countries.
0: Yeah. Not so much in America. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, the Cecil had hostel rooms up until a few years
0: ago. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying I don't know
1: that I'd stay in a hostel in the Cecil Hotel either.
0: I wouldn't stay in a hostel, period. No. No. I like my privacy.
1: So, I end the fact that everybody just went, like, I'm going to take this board to my house. I'm going to take this board to my house. I'm going to take this rock from there.
0: (laughs) Why? That is so bizarre. There had to have been some significance behind that. I
1: get being, like, a looky-loo and wanting to, like, you know, wanting to know what's happening in my community. But also, back to the whole, like, karmic We're talking about a very spiritualistic community. Do we not think that there's things tied to these items that we're bringing to
0: our homes? If we were, yeah, if you believed in that, then you would, right? Not me.
1: Not doing it. Not I. (laughs) Not I. Oh. So that's the story of the Bloody Benders.
0: Oh, that's, and and nobody saw or heard from them again. Ever again. Ever again.
1: So, I mean, if it wasn't uh, 1870, I'd be like, they could be alive today. They couldn't be alive they're dead. They're all, yeah,
0: they're I mean, definitely. unless they
1: all pre, like, procreated. Maybe you got relatives out there.
0: I don't know. That's da, bizarre. Da, da. That's bizarre. Okay, well, thanks for that interesting case today. You're welcome. <laughs> People <laughs> right.
1: that evaded it, evaded
0: the law. They got their suspended sentence.
1: They got their suspended sentence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. We'll get you guys next week. Bye, guys. Stay safe.